0: Janet McKnight, CEO of the McKnight Image Lab.
1: Dear brother, what's your revolution? My revolution is really about elevating and raising everyone's consciousness and awareness about the importance, the efficacy of their personal brand, their professional image, and also their presence. And so that's really my mission in life. That's my revolution. And the way that I do that is by working one-on-one with my clients, by creating content that I can share with them. Can I have your attention for a moment?
0: What's good, revolutionaries? Welcome to the What's A Revolution show. A show for men and the people who love them. We discuss how people can find and embrace the revolution within themselves. I am your host, Dr. Charles corpru What's good, revolutionaries? I hope all is well with you as we continue to move through 2022 uh things are brighter for us you know love is in the air we're talking about what it may look like to come out of a pandemic right to be able to love on each other to spend time with each other to coalesce and 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 heal together and so i'm wishing you this opportunity to find your space to find your community to get back out into the world my mother said the other day she's like i don't see you wearing a mask like hey i i, I kind of I, I kind of am a little tired of the mask, mom <laughs> you know and i want to see my people and i want my people to see me and i remember back in the day revolutionaries i was listening to buster rhymes going on a, a, rant about you know f your mask and i was like buster maybe it's not time for this right but I'm at this time where I'm like I want to see my people. I want to spend some time. I want to love on them. I want them to love on me. You know, as we think about that. So find your space, find your space. Still be protective of those folks. Take care of yourself. And I hope, you know, as we think about this that you're asking, you know, and answering what we think is the most thought-provoking question. What's your revolution? That you're finding that space to really do the self-awareness work, the inner work that allows you to say, how do I want to change? How do I want to transform my life? How do I want to be better in the world? How do I want my revolution to actually change someone else's life, that it changes my community, that eventually, hopefully, that it changes the world? And so we wish you the best. I'm making a transition myself, Revolutionaries. We are going full-time with this show. And it's exciting and scary You know, to make a transition, moving out into the space of the world, You know, going back to being the CEO of this company. And I want to give thanks to Camelback Ventures and all the wonderful people. My CEO, Aaron Walker, who's been uh, a tremendous friend and leader for Camelback Ventures. My team and the people that I work with, that we've been able to do some tremendous work working with women and people of color as they scale their ventures. Entrepreneurship is how we build generational wealth for us. But I began thinking as as I go out into the world and I wanna proliferate this brand, what does that actually mean, right? What does that actually mean for us to have a brand? What does it actually mean for Charles Corporate to be a brand? And what does it actually mean for What's Your Revolution to be a brand? And I began looking for who's the most prolific brother in this space, right? This branding consultant, this personal image consultant, right? How can I learn and sit at the seat of the table of what it means to come out and look good, to feel good, to have executive presence, what we'll talk about today. And I found this brother, David McKnight, the CEO of the McKnight, the McKnight Image Lab, executive coach, author of the Zen of executive presence, David McKnight. I was like, this is who I want to have on the show. I want to sit and learn from this brother, hear what he's got to say, because as we go out into the world, revolutionaries, our own personal brand is what speaks for us. And how do we create that? Because if you're creating a larger brand, you need to know what, who and what you are and how the world sees you. So, Brother McKnight, thank you for coming on my show. Welcome to the What's Your Revolution show. How
1: are you? Well, First of all, Dr. Charles, let me just say thank you for allowing me to be a part of this space with you, this platform. I'm doing very well. I'm sitting here in sunny Miami and things couldn't be better. What about yourself? How are you today?
0: I'm good, you know, I'm good. It's funny, my guests rarely ask me how I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing good, up up and down week, you know, the, the emotions of uh, family members celebrating my father's birthday, uh, 93. So that is that is a blessing, but also uh, losing my aunt and, you know, being able to uh, recognize the influence that she had on me and my family and uh, my sister, my sister cousin, as I call as I call her, because, you know, we grew up together and, you know, all of that. So in in the midst of that, uh, David, I am I am. Well, I'm happy to be doing my passion. I'm happy to be in this space uh, you know, I got dressed up this morning. This is, this is my favorite, this is my favorite blazer. You know, I've had it for, I've had it since maybe 2009 and this blazer still, wow. still fits, still, still molds, molds the, you know, molds the, you know, the body very it. well. So sometimes they say, yeah, you got to get up to get dressed up to go out in the world. So that's, that's where I am. So I appreciate you asking, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. As you said, you're in sunny, sunny Miami, man. You know, Miami is a, a wonderful place. What, you know, how did you end up? I want people to know that. How did you end up
1: in Miami at this point in time? Yeah. So uh, I actually, first of all, I've had a love relationship with Miami for the past 20 plus years after I graduated from grad school in the late nineties. And yes, I'm aging myself. uh, But I, I came to Miami for the first time and I loved it. It was like this magical place. And so pretty much since then for the past, like I said, 20 plus years, I've been coming annually. I've been coming at least once, twice a year. In fact, I used to own a little studio on the beach. I just wanted a small crash pad. It was 300 square feet and it was great because I would come down sometimes for a weekend, sometimes for a week or two, and it was awesome. And so once the pandemic happened in 2020, I was sitting in my condo in New York and I said, you know, why am I just sitting here? And I said, why don't I just go down to Miami, even if it's just for a month? And that's what I did. I set out to come down actually to Fort Lauderdale at the time. And I got a house with two friends and it was great. So I was there for a month. And then after that month, I said, I can't see myself going back to New York. Not right now. And so I extended my stay and I moved to the beach and got a studio and was there for 11 months. And then I said, you know, this feels good. I've been here for a year and I think I want to make this my home. So I went back to New York, sold my condo, packed everything up, and I just bought a place here in New York. And I actually recently saw something online. In fact, yesterday someone sent it to me. Miami is now the number one most expensive place in the country. It has officially surpassed LA and New York. And by the grace of God, I was able to get my place right before that big boom happened. And so got a little place it's being renovated. So I'm sitting here in an Airbnb today. Um, But The most important thing is that we're here having this conversation. And as you mentioned at the top of the show, we're gonna be talking about personal branding, uh, image, uh, presence, and what that means and how people can really learn to leverage it effectively to accelerate whatever it is that they want to achieve in their life.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. The reason why I wanted to uplift this story, Revolutionaries, is that in this conversation, thinking about look, that that freedom of time, freedom of place, freedom of money. And how do you get there? Right? How do you find that, you know, you can live the life that Brother McKnight is is living, being able to pack up from New York and say, I want to live someone else. I want to, I want to go somewhere else and live and, and, and be the person I want to be. How do you do that? And how do you how do you get there? And and my feeling is is the, the tie-in here David, is that you begin that process of freedom of time, freedom of place, freedom of money, by understanding who you are and really around what your image is out in in the world. How do you create an image that actually is going to allow you to create the life? But before that, before that, my revolutionaries would be upset with me, David, if I did not ask you this question. David McKnight, CEO of the McKnight
1: Image Lab. Dear brother, what's your revolution? My revolution is really about elevating and raising everyone's consciousness and awareness about the importance, the efficacy of their personal brand, their professional image, and also their presence. And so that's really my mission in life. That's my revolution. And the way that I do that is by working one-on-one with my clients, by creating content that I can share with them as well as educating them through my first book, which is The Zen of Executive Presence, and my soon-to-come second book, which is about personal branding. So that's, like I said, my mission, my revolution. That's fundamentally why I'm here. And actually, I became aware of this at the young age of six. And maybe we'll get into that story later. But this is something that is really deep in my bones. It's rooted at my core. And... I believe that for the rest of my life in some capacity, in some way, this is what I will continue to do to educate people, to help people to really uncover, unlock the secrets to, again, leveraging their presence, their brand and their image to accelerate whatever it is that they're working on.
0: No, I love it. Thank you so much, man. So I, I want to, you know, you, you, you told a little bit, right? Now, now mm-hmm. I'm curious, right? Because when you find your revolution yeah. at six, right? That's something, right? That means that you've been sitting in your purpose for quite a long time, right? You knew. So tell us about that six-year-old David McKnight thinking about <laughs> image and, and branding. What's sure, that story? absolutely.
1: Well, I have to start by saying that I grew up in the city of Trenton. Uh, I'm the oldest of five. My father was a minister and my mother, she worked various admin jobs, retail jobs. And so I didn't really have any corporate role models at the time. And given the humble beginnings that we came from, I remember being six and we all living here in the U.S. have taken class photos. It's something that we do every year, pretty much from first grade or even kindergarten through 12th grade. And so it's a ritual here in the U.S. and maybe in other countries as well. And so I remember um, my mother telling me that it was time for me to take my class photos. And I was really excited. And so she took me shopping and she took me to a local thrift store and she bought me a pair of green plaid pants, a green plaid shirt and this ugly green pattern sweater. And I swear I looked like a little leprechaun. I was in green But she, um, God bless her heart, she thought I look cute and she told me I look cute. And so I felt confident. And I went off to school that day to take my class photos. And I remember distinctly getting there late that day. And so I arrived at the classroom. I put my little hand on the knob, turned the knob, stepped into, into the classroom. And feeling very confident, I started to walk in. And so all of a sudden, everyone started laughing at me and i had no idea why they were laughing and then i heard this little boy in the back of the room and he said ha, "Ha ha ha look at what david's wearing and so in that moment i was like wow everyone's laughing at me because of what i was wearing and how i looked and so somehow in my little mind i promised myself that once i became old enough and once i was a big boy i would never have people laugh at me because of my image or because of what i was wearing and so that really precipitated and started this revolution if you will and fast forward to high school and college i was voted best dress in college four years in a row And ultimately I landed where I'm at, which is helping people to really unlock the power of their image and how to use their image and their personal style to communicate and convey the messages that they intentionally want to communicate. And so, like I said, it started a long time ago. It's been a long journey, but it's always been a part of who I am, even though I did work in corporate on Wall Street for 20 years. It still was just fundamentally a part of um, my DNA.
0: Right, right. This brother, you you're dating yourself. You worked uh, on Wall Street for twenty years, man. You look like you're still.
1: You look like you just got out yeah, of college. Um, <laughs> let me clarify. I worked as a consultant for fifteen years, then Wall Street for five. Uh, but yeah, twenty years of corporate experience, and you know, I'm actually going to share it because I'm not embarrassed to share it. I'll be um, fifty in April. And I'm very excited to be celebrating my 50th birthday. And uh, yeah, so um, it's a lot of people always say to me, David, what's your secret? How do you stay so young looking? Um, Well, clearly it's part DNA and genes, but for me, I think one of the biggest keys is that I don't like stress. So that situation in New York, it started to get very stressful. And I said, how can I fix this? How can I alleviate the stress? And so that's when I moved to Miami and a lot of that pressure and stress was gone. Yeah, the, the, the,
0: the constant vitamin D that you get in Miami, yes, dear brother, yes. uh, we'll take it. Um, nobody will believe that there are two 50 year olds on oh, the screen, I promise as well. <laughs> well,
1: okay. well,
0: uh, yes 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 I will, I will be fifty again in uh in well, May. Congratulations. I'm <laughs> excited May. to join the club the club. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I celebrated my first 50th birthday last year. So my sec I will not go past 50. I've been telling like when you ask me from now on <laughs> I'm 50. That's it. I'm going <laughs> to forget what year it is and when I was born and I'm just I'm oh, just 50. So Brother, you look good, man. You know, as, as they say, we can say it on my show. Black, don't cry. You know, I was <laughs> you gonna know. avoid
1: that statement, but you said it. So, yep, absolutely. <laughs> hey, hey, it, it does not look,
0: look, look. There's a brother I want to give a shout out to him uh, uh, and his. Uh, he's got a, a, a. he's he has a cosmetic brand. Uh, his name is uh, Dorian. Dorian, I can't remember Dorian's last name, but the, the the cosmetic brand is called Butter. And I started using their products uh, last year. And there's a vitamin C serum. Yeah, yeah, brothers. I'm talking about my facial, uh, my facial regimen. He's got an electronic scrubber and a vitamin C regimen. Actually, a, a facial uh, cleanser that I use. And you know, some of my friends is interesting. As we talk about image, and we're going to get to this conversation. We talk about image. I want to make sure when I when I come on screen, when I'm out in the world, people say, "Wow, look at his skin! Right? He looks good. He looks young. He looks vibrant." I drink my water, and, you know, I'm working out, running triathlons, all the things so I can continue to be vibrant because part of my image, right? Part of this, what's your revolution, Charles Corporal amalgamation is me being able to go out in the world and say, my revolution is making sure that black men have the ability to see another brother taking care of himself mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. That's my, that's a part of my brand and a part of my image. So thank you for sharing part of that. I, I, I want to do some dive uh, here in this conversation, just for my folks. Like corporate, why are you talking about branding and image? Every one of us needs to think about how we are showing up in the world. And then, but and as I thought about this, the pushback is like, why do I need to care, right? So let me let me start there, David. Why do why do we need to care about our image in the world? You know, in in, in this world with so many people and so many images. Why does the everyday
1: Black man, and isn't we gonna keep this, have to care about his image? You know, I I really love that we're starting here. And as I mentioned, um, when I was describing my resolution, I was very intentional about the wording. And so my revolution is to raise the consciousness, the awareness of Black men, Black women, people of color, really everyone, about the importance of their image, their brand, their presence, and to really own it. So a couple things. Number one, if you go all the way back to um, prehistoric times and the days of the Neanderthals, we were hardwired to judge people because we didn't have language, we couldn't communicate, we weren't texting. And so the way that we were able to determine and to assess Whether or not someone was approaching us as a friend or foe is through their body language, through their facial expression, and through their gestures. And so it's so important we still do that today. Um, If you think about it, you can walk into a room, a crowded room, and without opening your mouth, people are going to make assumptions about you whether we like it or not we all do it there is no one watching this uh, this uh, video or listening to this podcast who can say nope i've never done that because it's just a part of who we are naturally with that in mind and with that baseline established it's important to now understand that we have control or we can control the messages that we signal and convey to those around us. I also want to say that we all have a personal brand. I talk about personal brand a lot, spoken at many corporations, conferences. And one of my favorite questions is to ask the audience, how many of you have a personal brand and how many of you don't have a personal brand? And about 75% typically say they have a personal brand. And then about 20 to 25% say that they don't have a personal brand. Well, I start there by really clarifying that we all have a personal brand, 100% of us. It's either by design or by default. So those people who think that it doesn't matter, who think that, oh, I don't care about that. I'm just focusing on my technical skills or, or what have you. That's good, but you're missing out on a whole nother part of your value. And so I really like to teach people how to turn their image, turn their presence, turn their brand into an asset because we have lots of tools that we can use, but this is a set of tools that a lot of people just leave in the bag and they forget. And so I want to teach people how to use that tool, how to sharpen that tool, and to be intentional to design the brand that they want to have.
0: Right, right. David, in, in saying that, so let, let's, and I don't want to give it, I, I want my folks, like, if you're thinking about this, I want you to go to the, the McKnight Image Lab and, and, and see all of the McKnight Image Lab.com and see all of the resources and opportunities that you have to work with David. Right. So I, I want to sell David right here. Right. If you're thinking about personal image and personal branding. Right. This is the guru that you really need to spend some time with. And saying that I want to pull a little bit. I want to I, I want to give us I want to give our people, our revolutionaries a little bit. I'm thinking I'm starting from the beginning. I hear what you're saying, David. And where, where do I start even thinking about if, if I've got this personal brand that I want to put out. Right. That 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 will allow people to buy into me, right? I, I'm your, I, I'm thinking. Where do I even start? How does that How does that process begin of thinking about my image and then moving that into branding and then moving that out into the world? What's the What's the thing that I have to do to be ready to come to you to
1: move, even move it and move yeah, forward? Yeah, I would say step one is to acknowledge where you are and to say, you know what. I am clear on my brand, but I need help elevating it. I need help refining it, taking it to that next level. So that could be a possible step one, to acknowledge where you are and that you need to improve. Another potential step one is to acknowledge that you don't know what your personal brand and you have no idea where to start. I have a lot of people who come to me like that, who aren't clear and they don't know where to start. And so that's when I use my six step process, my six step framework to help them to assess where they currently are, to be intentional about designing their brand and identifying their brand statement, their core brand pillars. Um, And then we also get into designing their brand. And that's when I get into creating or designing what I call your digital dossier. So it's your online resume. It's maybe an executive profile. If you're an executive, that one pager that really summarizes you in a snapshot. It's your LinkedIn profile. I believe that the LinkedIn profile is really your personal landing page to communicate your personal brand. Some people may have a personal website, which is great, but not everyone does. And so but most people watching probably have a LinkedIn profile. And so let's really optimize that so that you can leverage it to communicate out what your personal brand is. Then I also do an audit of what the individual is communicating visually. So we may audit the wardrobe. Uh, We may audit their background. So as I mentioned, this is not my typical background. I am in an Airbnb. I'm between places. It's been a crazy month. Normally, I would be dressed like you. uh, But I said, you know what? I also want to communicate that you don't have to be perfect. You show up as best you can. But be clear on your messaging and what you want to communicate. And so we kind of do that. Then we get into relationships and network and how to leverage that, how to um, uh, maybe reawaken or revive relationships so that people can help you communicate your brand. And then we get into the promotion piece. So I kind of walk people through those six steps and we work together for three or six months. But if someone doesn't have the resources to maybe work with myself, um, there are free resources out there. There's podcasts where you can learn and listen to experts your podcast is a great podcast where people can just listen to different things Um, there's podcasts that really specifically only deal with personal branding so there's lots of resources i think like i said the first step is to acknowledge that you need to work on or elevate or improve your brand and then take that next step of either leveraging and utilizing free resources or Maybe paid resources
0: right right no i I appreciate that david and and thinking about that i wake up right and i'm still that person and and david's talking about my image I i wake up and i look in the mirror and i don't like that i don't like that image right i don't know if this image is that that i'm conveying to the world is is what i like you know Um, I've been loving, I've been loving this, you know, bald and beard image that I present out to the world. Uh, My father taught me how to dress a long, long time ago. So I, I, I love to be dressed, you know, my uniform is a blazer and jeans. So that, that, that's been a part of this image, but yeah, 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 (laughs) exactly. And, but I'm looking in the mirror and if I'm that person who doesn't like my image, what do you suggest for them? You know, what kind of strategy do you give to say, how can I change this image that I may not like?
1: Yeah, a couple things. Number one, you can identify maybe role models or archetypes um, who have the image that you do like, and you can sort of mimic that image. So, for example, if if someone is looking and maybe they're a new entrepreneur and they're looking to seek funding or what have you um they can look at someone like yourself and and look at how uh dr korporu is dressing and and look at others that maybe are within their sphere or their orbit um to see how others are dressing um, so that's one thing that we can do and it's easy and we all have instagram most most of us these days i would say 90 percent of us have instagram so we can follow people and we can learn there's lots of free youtube information out there um we can read we can read and consume information to educate ourselves on how should we be dressing or or things of that nature i also want to just make it very clear that david mcknight is not here to say every man needs to be wearing a suit you have to be wearing a blazer you have to be wearing a tie because looking elevated looking professional and really elevating one's image will differ from person to person so I just want to be clear and there is no one template no one size fits all I work with people who are much more corporate people who are much more um, relaxed and laid back and maybe work in the creative field or tech field, but we can still elevate, we can refine, we can focus on our grooming, focusing, focus on the little things that really communicate that you, you pay attention to details. And that's what it's all about. It's communicating that you pay attention to details, whatever that means for you. And so I just wanted to really make that statement because I don't want people to think that I'm dated and I'm still living in the nineties and thinking that everyone has to look a certain way. No, those days are over. I also believe that people don't want to be told specifically what to wear, what not to wear. And so when I work with my clients who come to me for image consultants, consulting, excuse me, I don't start by just prescribing. I first start by getting to know the person. Who is this individual? What are their aspirations? What are their career goals? What are their core values? And then we create and we construct an image that is harmonious to who they are internally. And so I think that's one thing that really differentiates me. I focus on the inside first, and then we focus on the outside. And I think it's really important not to miss that other half of the equation.
0: Yeah, no. That, one of the things I was thinking as I hear about this, right? It is finding what, finding the image and space and style uh, and place where you are comfortable, yeah. and there may be some, dif- there may be some discomfort in finding that. But once you find that, like I, I, I found, <laughs> it, it's interesting you say, find a model, right? Find find a model. I found this model of blazer and jeans, and, and, and so you know, since we're the same age, you know. I found this model of blazer and jeans from boys to men back in, you know, Cooley high harmony back, yeah. back in the day. Right. The blazers were the jeans were a little bit bigger. The blazers were a little bit bigger. You know what I'm saying? Back yeah. then they were baggy. Now everything, now everything in my wardrobe is tailored and, 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 and fitted, you know, but that's been, that's been the style. You know, it's, it's funny, David, you say my friends joke me because they know when I'm going out, Oh, we know Corpus got on a blazer and mm-hmm. jeans, right? That's, that's been my thing since, that's been my thing since 1990. And so understanding finance space, but I've also been able to elevate some of my style and some of my image, right? I, I like a little edgy. I like my ones, you know, I like my, like my Jordans and my, and my, my, my moto jackets. And uh, I've gotten into boots. And, you know, uh, my father was joking me the other day. I had on a, a tan cashmere overcoat. He's like, Oh, yeah. he comes the preacher. So I could yeah. change it up a little bit. You know, I, 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 you know, the, the, the game is a little bit different. I see some things that I like. One of the things you said, using Pinterest or Instagram to find different things. IG gives you an opportunity to, to save things, to create folders. So I've got a style mm-hmm. folder in Instagram that allows me to go back and say, okay, if I'm looking at this, if I, I, I bought this, how can I wear it in, in, in various ways? And so that's always, that's always big to me. My father always said something to me. He's like you know, when the, the term metrosexual came out a couple, you know, a couple decades ago, he was like, all these terms, right, trying to define black men. He said like, black men have been stylish since day one, right? Stop trying to define, to, to put a category on us. If you look, we have been stylish and in executive positions all along. Stop trying to categorize us and limit us. We don't have yeah. limitations. And so that was the one that my father always gave to me. And so he was a well-dressed man. Even even now, in, in at ninety three, he wears his track suits like no like nobody's, yeah. like nobody's business. I want to move the conversation a little bit, David. Is you know you talked about image and and personal branding. What's the difference between the two? You know, and how do I move my image into my personal brand?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good question. Um, so as I think about my services, I really have a trilogy of services and. It is around personal branding, it is around image, and it is around executive presence. And a lot of people do ask me, well, what's really the difference? Well, the way that I describe image is, image is pretty much what people see about you and how they experience you. So for example, um, I break it down into your appearance, your behaviors, your communication style, in your online kind of footprint, if you will. And so it's it's that initial, like it's basically what people see and experience. Your brand is the collection of those images over time. So if you just meet someone for the first time, you don't necessarily know what their personal brand is, but as you experience them week after week, month after month, you start to say, oh wow, this is their brand. So for example, your personal brand is around looking put together. You said you wear your jeans and your blazer, and that's really part of your signature style. So they are all kind of closely aligned. They're very closely integrated, but ultimately they all communicate who you are. And we have the opportunity to Mm -hmm. control these messages to be intentional about these messages and just to piggyback on something that you were saying earlier with regard to the pinterest and like looking at your father and other figures in your life i think that when it comes to image a lot of us as black men may think that um, if we pay too much attention it might signal the wrong message or what have you but it's it's important to just understand am i paying any attention to it (laughs) and the more effort the more intention you put behind it the more value you can get out of it i think also when it comes to our image um, it can either widen or narrow the gap between us and our audience And so we I want people to understand that if they're going to make this pitch, if they're going to this particular organization to speak or whatever it is, we need to stop and think and just pause, take a minute to think about what message do I want to communicate? Does my image communicate that message? If not, make adjustments you don't have to be wearing floor. Or shine shoes. You can wear your um, ones, or, or you can wear whatever it is. But think about it and make some little tweaks. Um, so, yeah, it's so important for us to just be conscious, be intentional, and to make a little bit of effort because it does take effort. And I'm not going to lie; it's not like you just wake up and things magically happen. You have to keep the wardrobe up, you have to keep the grooming up. But if we do it if we start and we kind of develop that baseline, then it's a matter of maintenance. I will say one thing about a lot of us, not all of us, but we like to keep our hair cut. I've been going to the barber every week for probably the past 20 years. I'm about a week behind now, um, but I'm in transition with a lot of things. But I think it's just, again, a matter of taking that time to think about it
0: right right um i miss going to the barbershop let me say that one uh the barbershop is it's yes. is the space where we just had that opportunity right it, to to bring our image and personal brand and actually have it influenced by the brothers brothers and sisters in the barbershop and the, and and the beauty salon i mm-hmm. i miss that right um one of the therapies though is 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 is, is taking care of this beer you know that that i, I have um, but that's also a part of my image. I have, you know, I've realized the watershed moments of my life, David, have been going bald and then growing the beard. That those two things changed, and they changed who, they changed who I was and how I saw myself and how I actually how I showed up in the world uh, and how people perceive me. It was in- interesting you, um, that you say that. The one thing that I would ask you, if, if you're looking in, in the world that you're in, and so my revolutionaries are going to ask me this question: like, okay. I hear all of these things, but I want to see an image, you know, in in the world that you're in, you know, and and let's look at celebrities. Who would you say has a good image and personal brand that we could look at and say, Oh, and particularly as a black man, like, Oh, okay. I see it. I see what this is. And I see the influence that it has.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, There are a number of people. I'm just trying to think about, I can can point. Um, So, okay, let's start with a more creative brand. I think that Pharrell has a great brand. Um, He has a very creative style. He's very consistent. He's very avant-garde and I love it. And he is also very self-aware and very conscious and really intentional. He is intentional about his skincare. In fact, He created a skincare line. I believe it's called Human, if I'm not mistaken. But you can Google um, Pharrell's skincare line. He actually created it with my dermatologist in New York, Dr. Elena Jones. Um, If she sees this, uh, shout out to her because she is (laughs) We'll give her a shout, up. We'll she her a shout out. She has gotten my skin together really, really well. so I think he has a great brand and he thinks about his brand. Um, on the flip side, someone who is maybe a little more buttoned up, um, a little more um polished, um, you're catching me off guard. Um, I, I should be prepared. So one person that I really like and I, I follow, um and your viewers may or may not be familiar with him, and he's actually not a brother. His name is Nate Perkis. I love Nate Nate Perkis. He's like one of my personal favorite people when it comes to style and brand. And he is always put together, always sharp, but it's not over the top. And so he's actually one of my kind of northern stars when it comes to style and brand and just looking at his page and the way he curates everything and so i do have people that i look to for different things and so i think that's again as we discussed earlier something that we can do because we're not saying that everyone has to look a certain thing and everyone has to go out and buy a three-piece suit or get a custom suit no but everyone should be intentional i also want to mention that when I work with my clients to help them understand uh, because style is so general, image is so general and people need more concrete information. So I break it down into the seven universal styles. I didn't create this model. It was actually created by an image consultant in the eighties called Elise Parsons. Um, And I am very active in the image industry. In fact, if we have time, I wanna tell you something really quick about that. Um, so she created the seven universal styles and I use it with my clients because it helps them to understand and to, to kind of break it down. So style number one is more of a sporty, relaxed style. Um, this person doesn't like anything too tight, too constricting style. Number two is someone who's very traditional. This person is typically very buttoned up. Um, someone who maybe works in accounting or law, usually like suits, um, sometimes preppy, um, but very traditional. The third is someone who's very elegant. So someone who doesn't necessarily have to be in a suit, but everything about them kind of is very meticulous, very well cut. The materials are great. Um, Things are coordinated, matched there there's an elegance, a casual elegance sometimes about Mm -hmm. them. And I, I see you probably maybe fitting in that space, um, of the, the elegant, um, style type. There's the, um, alluring, which is when people, some people like to wear things that are very fitted. Typically these people have very nice physiques and they want to show off their gym bodies or, or what have you. There's creative people who, so for example, Um, Pharrell definitely fits into the creative category. I remember
0: the big hats, the, 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 I don't want to call them the, the, I'll call them the gallon hats he wore for a a while. That, that was, that was revolutionary. Like people are like, Whoa, you know, cause and then you didn't really see a lot of other people wearing that hat. Like it was Pharrell's style. It was his brand. So really you're bringing it home, right. You know, thinking about that, uh, you know, that, that, Avant-garde piece that he had, but that was
1: really, yeah. really, and that his. became a signature part mm-hmm. of his brand for a while. And exactly. and so for mm-hmm. you, your blazer and your your shirts uh, and your jeans—that's your signature style. Some people need help kind of figuring out what's my signature style, what's my kind of go-to um, uniform, and then thinking about those seven different categories. I think that will help people. Um, particularly men uh, who may not know where to start. And it can be really, really overwhelming. The other thing I wanna quickly say is I don't really do fashion. I'm not a fashion stylist. I don't really talk about fashion. There's a difference between style and fashion. Fashion is really being more familiar with what's the latest trend, who's on the run, but what styles are on the one runway. Yeah, I'm aware of it. And you kind of see it all around you and you wanna stay current, but I'm not one of those fashion fanatics, but I teach people how to develop style and style isn't about labels or about wearing the latest from the runways, but it's about really kind of creating and sculpting your unique style. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I I definitely appreciate
0: that. Interesting revolution is as you think about your own style and image, um, what you're putting out to the world. Like I said, I've been this has been my style and it is a part of my brand. Right. Um, my boys will tell you that I will always the white shirt has become a part of who I am. And it, it's, you know. The white, the white button up, uh, the Charles Tiarit button up is 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 a is a part of it. If I'm if I'm thinking about that, so revolution is as you think about, you have your signature pieces and your signature style, and it conveys who you are, if, if what I'm hearing correctly, and by continuing that, right, it becomes a part of your your larger personal brand, right? Because you're conveying that this is me, like you said, this is me, the casual yet smart intellectual that loves to have a, you know, a a good time, but wants to be a little bit buttoned up and people are like, you know, as he's gotten older, he's, he still looks the same. He's still, you know, the, the physique is still there and he's still out here. Dr. Corporal still looks like Dr. Corporal. That's the, that's the brand. So revolutionaries, as you think about this, keep figuring out, you know, how can you refine, like adding little pieces that say, this is who I am. And this is where I've, I've, I've been. And My brand continues to evolve, but there's still that. If I'm what I'm hearing correctly, there's still those core elements that say, This is David McKnight, or This is Charles Corprew, or This is Derek Greenfield, or This is uh, Corey Doolittle. These are all my boys that I'm I'm naming off that that have kind of their signature pieces. It's interesting you say that because my boy, Derek Greenfield, uh, who is a world renowned, world renowned orator, public speaker, goes out and does equity work. His signature piece, and this is a part of his brand. I want people to say he wears a wooden bow tie on every speaking gig, right? Every every speaking gig, he always has a wooden bow tie. And, you know, yeah. that's his thing. And so if, if you're thinking about this, you're going out in the world. Now, I know Dr. Greenfield, and wow, I know it's going to be exciting, right? Because his signature piece mm-hmm. is that bow tie. And, you know, like you like you've been conveying... That brand, the the bow tie is a part of the brand, and he's been conveying that for Mm -hmm. years. And so it's really interesting, is as you're thinking about moving into this space and and, and, and elevating yourself out into the world, what are those signature pieces? How's your image and style created by you and then conveying it out Mm -hmm. to the world? The interesting thing you said, David, I I, want to illuminate for one second is, is social media important? you know, in creating and elevating your brand and work? Can you do it without social
1: media? That's the first question. Is it important? I would say it really depends on the individual and what their business is. Uh, Some people have businesses that are primarily driven by social media. So I would never tell them to stop doing social media because that doesn't make sense. Um, For me, I leverage it, I could probably leverage it more, um, but I don't really leverage social media as much because, well, particularly Instagram, because I find that my clients typically are um, executives. They are typically um, higher end and they, I'm just gonna be honest, a lot of them aren't on social media. And so for example, I'll give you a real concrete example of someone that I've recently worked with. Um, A doctor came to me. Um, He was just promoted to chief medical officer of a very large hospital system. And he said, David, I just got this big promotion. I looked at several image consultants. I liked you. I liked what you had to say. And I think that you can help me. So we redid his wardrobe. We redesigned his office in his home as well as in his office space at work at the hospital. And... About a year later, he came back to me and he said, David, I just got promoted to president of the hospital. And he said, I wanna give you credit because he said, I feel like I embodied this new image and I felt so much more confident. Mm -hmm. And he said, I can't walk down the hall today without doctors and nurses and other people just telling me, oh my gosh, that's a sharp suit. You look so sharp. Those glasses, I like those glasses, those shoes. He said, you've changed my life. I kid you not, that's a quote. He said, you've changed my life. So it is very, very important. And um, I want people to realize that and to understand that it's not just about the image, which we've been talking about, but it's about how it translates to wealth, how it translates to success, how it translates to opportunity i would translate like, to sex. You can say sex. Too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's it's just really it's it's so important. Um I'm in an Airbnb, someone's Yeah, yeah. I, hear that. I have, I'm not supposed to check out today. I check out on Sunday, so apologies. Life is happening. Uh um, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's all good. If you need to, if you need to get that real quick, go ahead. No, I think it might be the cleaning crew. They, I hear them knocking on the next door. So apologies. <laughs> it's all, it's, it's, no, no, no. Look, look,
0: Hey, life happens, right? One thing the pandemic has taught, has taught us that is that, is that life happens. And it's interesting if, if we take the lineage of things that we've talked about today, we started with just the image, right? And how do we, how do we create the image? And then that image turned into our personal brand and the personal brand is how we actually create that that image creates how we show up in the world right time and time again and people begin to associate right our personal brands right what's a revolution is the larger larger brand of charles corporal and Corpru, this is this is the personal brand that we've been building for the last 50 years right that that's the interesting thing this personal brand has been built for 50 years. And if I look back at what I was wearing in college, <laughs> you know what do you, you know it, it was a part of that evolution. But like you and I, we've moved into executive spaces. You know, I, I work for a venture capital firm in New Orleans, Camelback Ventures. Uh, I've been a professor, I've been a teacher, I've been a consultant and CEO. What you talked about as you move into from image to personal brand to then executive presence, right? You just talked about how the doctor went from chief medical officer to president. Talk to us, right? And and maybe if you can bring some then some 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 tidbits from your book, moving into this space of executive presence and and how executive presence, how you gain executive presence. And how does that move you into different spaces where you may not have been if you don't have executive presence?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love this topic. I mean, this was really one of the first topics that I started to focus on um, within my career as an image consultant. Um, And so, in fact, I wrote my book in 2013. So it's actually gonna be eight years old this year. Um, Time to write another one, right? Um, So executive (laughs) presence is one of those things that people think is so mysterious, but I really like to demystify it. In fact, um, I've created a course. It's called the executive presence mini course, and it's a series of eight mini videos. Um, They're about three minutes each, two to three minutes each, and they're meant to be for the busy professional. So it's bite-sized bits of information on how to achieve executive presence and what it means. And it's not something that takes years and years to develop, um, but I think we all can develop. It takes, like I said earlier, intention, um, and just understanding and, and knowing what it is and what it isn't. And to me, executive presence, fundamentally comes down to being mindful, being considerate of others. Um, there's diplomacy, but there's also poise, being poised, being able to control and manage and monitor emotions and being what I call unflappable. So when things come at you, when things happen, just having almost this internal presence and peace and calm and grace, that's fundamentally what executive presence is about. Of course, we can dig into it and kind of go off in different branches, but if people kind of think about that. So one of my favorite examples of someone who has, I believe immense executive presence is President Obama. And I'll never forget Mm, that time when he was, I think, giving his first state of the union or congressional address or or what have you. And someone um, yelled out and heckled, you liar. And he was just, he wasn't flapped. He wasn't, he didn't come undone. He stayed calm, he stayed poised. And he came back with a very like smart, but thoughtful response. And so that to me um, really epitomizes what executive presence is. And so it's something that we all can do if we calm, slow down, listen. Those are really so executive presence is fundamentally about soft skills. Being Mm. able to Mm. be aware of our soft skills. And so what are soft skills? Someone might be asking or thinking. It's how you communicate, how you connect with people, and ultimately how you make people feel. In fact, recent research has shown that the number one trait that employees expect of leaders today is empathy. That's the number Mm. one trait.
0: Wow. Wow. And, and, and back when we were growing up, empathy, you know, you, you had to be hard nosed. Exactly. You had to be, you know, driven. You had to be able to drive folks hard, you know what I'm saying? And empathy, you know, being able to understand folks. Now, that, that's amazing. What, what I take from executive uh, presence from this conversation is one of the things that I think is, is really big. One of the things that I'm studying myself is around emotional intelligence. And if you can integrate to be high in emotional intelligence and integrate that as a part of your personal brand, right, I'm trying to, trying to tie all the loops in, right, as a part of this, right, the image that you're portraying onto the world becomes your brand, your long-term brand. And there are elements that are part of that, that allows you to lead lead with an executive presence. That emotional intelligence is key. And you can learn in, in emotional intelligence. You're not, you're, it's, it's not something that you're born with. You can you can cultivate it. And part of that, as you said, is being empathetic, understanding of people's feelings, under being able to regulate your emotions. Um, because if if I'm understanding correctly, we don't want our brand to be like, oh, he's a fire brand, right? Or he's fiery, or she's fiery, or she she flies off the handle, he flies off the handle. We may not want that to be a part of our our long-term brand. We may have to go off time and time again, but if our brand is saying that we may we may not we may be losing opportunities. And so executive presence is a part of those things that you said, but I, I think one of the biggest things is being able to be emotionally intelligent. Uh, as a part of being an
1: executive and executive presence. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's emotional intelligence is something that's not really taught. It's certainly not taught in high school. It's not taught in a lot of colleges, but I mean, I think it is definitely something that we can, like you said, learn, we can cultivate, we can hone. And so it's it's so important, especially now, um, in this time when so many people are in, situations that they can't really control and people are working from home um, and they've got children running around or or what have you. And so it's important to be able to demonstrate that emotional intelligence, to be able to connect with people. And like you said, we don't necessarily want to be known as that fiery person. And if we have a fiery personality, um, it's okay. Number one, acknowledge it. But number two, learn how to control it, and learn how to modulate. So one of my favorite articles that I often reference um, when I'm coaching clients is around leadership style. And fundamentally, I'll make this really quick. There's two types of leaders, leaders that lean more powerful. So they're usually more bold, more loud, talk rather than ask questions, um, not the best listeners. So they lean more with power. And then the other type of leaders are leaders who tend to be more, they lean more attractive, and I don't mean beauty, but leaning more attractive, meaning um, they tend to be listeners, they tend to speak slower, they tend to um, ask more questions. And so which one is right? Neither one is right, but it's a matter of being aware, but then being able to modulate, based on your audience, based on reading the room, that's where most people, Mm -hmm. most leaders fail. They're not able to adjust and adapt their style according to the situation. And I want to be clear that this is not about changing who you are. I'm not trying to change your personality or change who you are, or asking you to be unauthentic or inauthentic. Um, this is about understanding that our presence our communication these are tools that we can use and we have to know when do we need to lean more powerful versus when do we need to lean more attractive so again lot so much information so many tools that i love just sharing and teaching
0: No, david i appreciate that and and that's the interesting thing you know thinking about how do we Creating an image of ourselves, particularly as Black men, that that this positive image of Black ourselves as Black men, as leaders, um, as as bearers of our personal brand, right? And, and how do we go out and sit at the seats of tables that we may not have sat before? And what happens then, right? When we sit at these seats of tables, leaders, when there are people around us that look like us and they're looking towards us to lead as a part of that. And so, you know, if you're looking to elevate, right, who you are and where you are in your leadership, where you are in your life, with your personal brand, with your image, even your professional your professional brand, I think that you need to go and seek out this brother, David McKnight, CEO of the McKnight Image Lab, right? He's based in Miami now, so you might wanna fly down and see this brother in, in, in sunny Miami. But I, revolutionaries, I want you to think about, right, you know, go take a look in the mirror, go take a look in the closet, right? have a conversation with your friends about what is the brand? How, how do I convey myself out to the world? What does the world think What the message that I'm sending? And if it's not the right message or it's not the message that you want, then the self-evaluation begins, right? How can I shift that? And if you're happy with your image and personal brand, how can you continue to elevate it? Because as revolutionaries, people are looking at you to find their revolution. And so think about that. How can you elevate your personal It hopefully shift someone's life, give them an opportunity to say, "Ooh, I see that. I see David McKnight. I see Dr. Charles Corpru. Right. I love what they're putting out into the world. How can I assume or assimilate some of the things that they're doing so I can be better in the world? David, we thank you how can people uh, how can people reach you outside of David uh, outside of the McKnight uh, image lab.com? are there any other ways that people can uh, find out what you're doing I'm sure that you have a YouTube yeah channel. so
1: a couple uh, things number one people can connect with me on Instagram it's McKnight image so at McKnight image uh, I'm on Facebook at McKnight image Twitter um, my website and people can reach out to me directly um, through my website. So uh, I would encourage people to feel free to reach out. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about your image. Let's see how I can support you and help you. Um, In terms of the YouTube, there's a space, nothing there yet i need to fix that so that's coming soon Uh, but i have a lot of exciting things um, programs masterminds workshops because as i mentioned my purpose my mission my revolution is to share this information to raise the consciousness of our people so that we can get the bag, so that we can get those promotions, so that we can get that funding or what have you. And our image, our presence, our personal brand, are tools that are laying right at our feet. I want us to pick them up and I want us to use them. And so, um, yeah, that's those are just a couple ways to be able to connect.
0: David, we appreciate you, brother. And anything that we can do to continue to support you here at What's a Revolution, please let me know. Uh, we are happy. We are happy. And thank you for your time today. Enjoy the sunny weather in Miami. Um, and, brother, go turn the AC on. I appreciate I definitely appreciate it. Definitely- yeah, I definitely appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much, brother. Enjoy the All rest right. of Thank your you day. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, Dr. Corpru, And I'm so honored to be a part of this platform just to share a few nuggets of wisdom. Hopefully your audience was able to get some value from it. But um, I look forward to keeping in touch and who knows, maybe doing other things in the future. I look forward to it, brother. Take care. Thank you.
0: Revolutionaries, what a wonderful show with David McKnight, good brother. As you think about this, right? Think about your image, think about your personal brand, who you are and the lineage of what you're putting out to the world. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing. And we wanna make sure that you have that opportunity. If you're thinking about your image, if you're thinking about your revolution and, and your image is a part of that, Make sure that you reach out to Brother He He's a wonderful brother who's doing wonderful things in the world and his revolution is transforming how people show up and as he said, has the ability to get the bag and that's what we want. We're creating generational wealth and opportunities for liberal communities all across this country for people that look like us. So thank you again for watching and we always want you to make sure that you can answer the most thought provoking question of your life. What's your revolution? We'll see you soon, everyone. I love you, take care.
1: people that look like us.